0: It's the next level.
1: Ah! What happened to you people? You want us to take you back with us? Fine. But you want me to keep quiet? Then you need to tell me why I have to. They came the first night that we got here. They took three of us. Nothing happened for two weeks. Then they came back and took nine more. They're smart. And they're animals. And they could be anywhere at any time. Now we're moving through the jungle, their jungle, just so that you could save your little hick friend over here. And if you think that one gun and one bullet is going to stop them, think again. So shut your mouth. Keep moving. They took my son.
2: They took a lot of things.
3: Welcome everyone into another episode of "We Have to Go Back: Lost Revisited" from the Next Level Podcast Network. I am Ben Beck,
2: and from the Podcastica Network, I am Kristen Howell. Uh Today we are covering season two, episode six, "Abandoned,"
3: and we're getting into some really good stuff in the season two right now.
2: Yeah, this is one of those episodes. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. Heartbreaking. Good. And uh, I think it's it's. From the from what I can think
3: of off the top of my head, I think at least like the next three are just as strong as this one.
2: I don't I want would go so far as to say the rest of the season is pretty strong. Yeah, I like season two.
3: I love season two. There's so much that happens in season two.
2: There's just there's no sophomore slump
3: no i mean there's there's so many new characters we're gonna get introduced to this season i mean we've already met a couple in you know echo anna lucia libby bernard but i so many more characters yet to come this season
2: yay
3: so one of my favorites we get introduced to this season
2: yay
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> do <Woo-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. sighs>
3: But yeah, just so you know, uh, a reminder of the format, this is a spoiler-full podcast. So we will be talking about things that have happened already, as well as things yet to come in the season, uh, in the series of Lost. So just be aware of that as we progress forward. And we will be, every episode as we do, we will bring you our top points, usually five. Last week was a little different. I don't know if we both had five or not. I can't even remember. I don't know. Yeah. We
2: talked about the episode. It was great. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I love your outlook on life. I really Thanks. do.
2: <laughs> Thanks. That's a good one. Yeah. Especially when you're in a mood. Yeah. We,
3: we <laughs> talked about it. That's all I could say.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and the glass. There's a glass of water on the table. I don't know if it's empty or full. It's just it's there. It's
3: there. It's a glass. It's water. <laughs> well just
2: it, don't break the fucking glass okay it, it reminds then me, i gotta get a mop
3: your outlook expands like way past simply just a glass on the table <laughs> <laughs> mops and glass breaking and all that fun stuff <laughs> all right we need we should just keep going because th- we're gonna go into some transcendental stuff and i don't know if i like it okay cool it's gonna get weird <laughs> if <laughs> we don't talk about it uh but yeah as you mentioned episode six abandoned of the second season of lost and i know for sure i have a whole list of things to talk about this week i don't know necessarily how in depth we're gonna go with any of it i i don't know how things are on your side but uh let's just jump it's into
2: transcendental. it transcendental
3: <sighs> yeah i Anyway,
2: yeah, uh, let's
3: get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, and let's talk about the first of our points. I'll kick it over to you. Uh, what is the first of your points for this episode?
2: I just wanted to talk about the title, Abandoned. Um, you know, of, of course, I think that the main reason for calling this episode Abandoned is because we see Shannon's backstory a little bit and we see that with the death of her father, she has now been kind of left out in the cold by Sabrina Rutherford, her stepmother, or I guess ex stepmother, since she has decided that, uh, Shannon is now on her own. And so Shannon feels abandoned and lashes out. And it's probably where the beginning of the huge chip on her shoulder begins. Um, and then you also have Sawyer, Who is almost abandoned by Anna Lucia at every turn that she could possibly make uh, to leave his shot ass behind. I I don't see, just as a side note, I don't see how that plan works. If she's trying to get to the beach where their people are. Oh yeah, and we left one of your guys in the jungle with a gunshot wound because he was slowing us down.
3: Um. You've kind of already touched on two points that I was going to talk about, Um, but but it's totally fine because I can go into more detail. Oh, I was yeah,
2: I'm just listing them. Yeah, and then the last one, which will probably also be a point of yours, but was the (laughs) which was the point that Charlie made to Locke that Claire wanted to abandon Aaron. So we've got a few different themes of abandonment throughout the episode. So I just wanted to just touch on them, list them out real quick. I know we're going to talk about them in depth later, but I like finding out why titles of episodes are the titles of the episodes.
3: Yeah. And you know, what's it, it's, I didn't even really put too much thought into that for some reason, this episode, I usually do that too. And for some reason, I just didn't do that this episode. I didn't think about why the episode was titled Abandoned. But I can definitely see it now in all the points that you made. I think
2: mm-hmm.
3: I think more prominently than any of them, though, is most likely Shannon. Um, yeah. With, you know, with some side points. But Shannon not just being abandoned by her stepmother uh, in the flashback that we got of her. But I think she also feels abandoned by Saeed. Because he doesn't believe her when it comes to Walt her vision of Walt
2: well I think see I was trying to see if I could put that into this framework but I just don't know that I believe that not believe I don't know that I agree with that only because Shannon has had an issue since the series began with people not believing in her and I think Saeed who she's come to be very close to who has kind of reawakened her since Boone died is now kind of acting like Boone in a little bit. You know, Boone, Boone would say, no, nobody believes you. Nobody believes in you. Nobody wants you around. You know, he was always lashing out at her that way because she acted like a princess. But Saeed you know, cared about her for who she was and saw her for who she was. And then they sleep together. And now he's saying that she's crazy or that she was dreaming or that he doesn't believe her. And I think that that's that self hatred that she feels about herself anyways. And so she decides to leave before he leaves her kind of like a preemptive thing. You know, when she says, I'm afraid that you're going to leave me because, you know, I'm not going to be as much, uh, uh, I, I, I'm not who you think I am, you know. I, I just think that there's so many more layers to that, but that—that's just my opinion.
3: Okay, no, I can I can see that. Um, that that was just my initial mm-hmm. of of kind of tying it together a little bit more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I want to use that as as my my first point for this too. Oh. Is that I want to talk a little bit about Shannon, because uh, you know we've mentioned before about. Uh, you know, about her being the princess and being kind of snobby and stuck up. And in this episode with the flashback, we are seeing a completely different Shannon than what we have known her to be at this point. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like she's coming around to be full circle. Yes, she did have money provided to her by her father. Her father gave her, you know, put money in her account so she could pay her rent. But she was still in many ways kind of a grounded person. She, If you look at the apartment that she was living in, she was sharing it with somebody else. It wasn't huge. So she wasn't living grandly. Like she, And even when it comes down to when she wants the money to go to New York um, and Boone gives her the money, she doesn't take it. She doesn't want it. Money is not a driving force for her at this point in her life. I feel like it becomes that way, and it's mainly because of her bitchy-ass stepmother that, that it happens,
2: mm-hmm yeah i agree
3: so i mean that, that's just the way I, I i took the situation is that i just don't think again we're seeing a completely different side of shannon and i think it's not until her father's death and what she goes through because of it she becomes the what the the shannon that we've learned her to become
2: it's just so sad to see how money it, this is always the case too the kid never cares about the money. it's always the spouse and I, and I'm not saying that all step parents are like this i I've had you know a, a wonderful experience with step parents uh, so i I'm not I'm not you know saying that that's just how it is but in a lot of cases that's exactly how it is you know. She Sabrina feels threatened by Shannon. I'm sure there was a will, by the way. Well,
3: I'm I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut in, but I I don't necessarily believe there was a will. I believe that Sabrina manipulated her father to the point where he to make him believe that there wasn't one. Because if there was a will, it would reveal itself. They don't really
2: um, my grandfather had a will. And my grandmother uh, misplaced it, quote unquote, and none of my grandfather's kids got anything from or like my parents, my aunts, my uncles got anything from my grandfather. And that was like his fourth wife. Okay, All right. And, And everybody knows that there was a will. He was that man that had a will. But all of a sudden there wasn't a will.
3: Okay, I mean, I can I can see how wills can be contested to the point where. And I'm not saying uh, you're wrong. I'm just saying from how I read the situation is that I I took her to be more manipulative than hiding the fact that there was a will.
2: Hmm. That's so funny because I t- I totally took it differently. I <laughs> I took it as there was money set aside for Shannon, and it was probably sizable considering that was his only daughter, and she just decided no. Well, I mean, you look at you know,
3: you, you look at the reaction from the moment she found out it was a, the telephone call to Shannon to let her know about her father being in an accident was very cold. Like she didn't preempt her. Like, I, you know, I, I have some bad news. She was just like, Hey, your father's been in an accident. I'm on my way to the hospital. Like she was very cold from the start about the entire situation.
2: Well, how about the surgeon that just like told them that he died, as they're walking?
3: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that too. That was a that's a little weird.
2: You go to a quiet room, like that's what you do. You go to a quiet room. You don't you don't say walk with me. Oh, by the way, we tried everything we could, and now he's dead. It's like no, mm-mm. yeah. You don't do that with the family. But I mean,
3: but. On the reverse of that, too, the doctor was also the one that said, well, perhaps your daughter would like to come with us, uh, you know, not knowing what the situation was. So for for Sabrina to not even think to bring Shannon with her to see her own father, this this woman, Sabrina, has been pretty cold and heartless and disrespectful to Shannon much past this
1: Yeah,
2: I mean Sabrina Rutherford was my number three, so I'll just move her to this point, so we can just lump her in with this. Okay, was like my number four, but you know, you they 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 kind of set up because we've known that Boone's mom has been a problem. Just you know, by the way that the Boone and Shannon flashbacks have been so far throughout the series, we know that there's this figure, Boone's mother, right? That. Seems to have all the money. She's really rich. Boone has all the money. And for some reason, Shannon has always been an afterthought. And Shannon's real angry about it. And in this episode, we finally get to see what it was that actually happened. And we can see, like you said, that Sabrina really does hate Shannon. And when Shannon tells Boone, she hates me, Boone doesn't contest it. Boone just kind of sits there and, you know, agrees with her. Yeah. More or less, right? Without saying anything. You know, I don't know if it's because Adam Rutherford loved his daughter so much and Boone clearly loved Shannon so much. And she was just threatened by both of the males in her life that loved this, in her opinion, probably stupid little girl so much that she felt that, you know, She was going to get cast to the side. Maybe she felt like she was going to get abandoned, right? I mean, who knows? But whatever the case is, I mean, she definitely won whatever battle she was fighting with Shannon that Shannon didn't even know was a battle in the first place.
3: Well, she didn't have to hide her feelings any longer after Adam. Right after Adam passed.
2: Yes. Yeah, that's true.
3: Adam was the the driving force between her because causing her to kind of subdue how she felt about shannon she had to pretend Mm -hmm. to love shannon because this is her husband's daughter she had to act like she actually cared but with adam out of the picture she went from like 60 to zero um you know she stopped on an instant because she no longer had to pretend
2: when she looked at her and said, Well, maybe your dad just felt that you had to, you know, make your own way. You're on your own. I'm like, Yeah, because that's what that's what every father says to their little girl that they've been helping yeah. find their own way. Listen, Shannon, I'm happy to help you as much as you need up until the day I die. Then you're on your own, girlfriend. No. Yeah. Just no.
3: No, because I mean and you're exactly right. If if that was the case, like it, her father would have left her something. So you might be right. There might've been, there could actually be a will that Sabrina is just not letting see the light of day.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: So, but I I mean, that's, I guess that's up to, that's another one of those situations is just up to interpretation and how you read it. Cause again, I, I initially saw it as if she was just manipulative enough to convince him to do a living trust over a will.
2: Either way, Sabrina's the worst.
3: Oh, my God. Well, she is not the worst. She is not the only worst person in this episode. No. No. Nope. (laughs) By far. Um,
2: And in fact, I have, have, you know, Ana Lucia is a monster for one of them. And then directly under it is Sabrina Rutherford is the worst. And I'm like, (laughs) huh. (laughs) <laughs> I've got two two people that I'm claiming to be the worst in well, this episode.
3: <laughs> you know what? Then I'm just I'm going to use that as my next point because I have that as one too. And I oh. actually have it written down. Anna Lucia is the worst. Um,
2: Yay! I like that that's catching on, by the way. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what? That so-and-so is the worst? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to a new segment on We Have to Go Back. Such and Such is the Worst.
2: The worst!
3: <laughs> <laughs> but I love the fact that we had one of our listeners actually type that out <laughs> in, in a message to us. I yeah, can't remember I- who it was. I'm sorry. I apologize. But, yeah, somebody typed that out in a message to us. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Which was great.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but one of the things I found very interesting talking about, like, Anna Lucia and how horrible of a person she is, um, like, knowing what's coming to her in a couple episodes i'm like yeah you kind of deserve this but yeah uh but and it's horrible to say that about anybody but it's a fake character i'm not wishing that on somebody real um i wish and i wish michelle rodriguez many years um but <laughs> one of the things <laughs> that, sorry that i noticed about a particular situation when it comes down to it Uh, You know, there's that moment when Sawyer literally just collapses because the infection Mm -hmm. is getting bad. He can't carry on on by himself anymore. And Anna Lucia, as you mentioned earlier, is just ready to dump him like she's ready to say, nope, we're going to carry on. We're going to leave him behind. He's dead already. Like, let's just move on. And as as much as Anna Lucia has been trying to step into a leadership role with these people, she's been with these guys for over 40 days and she's been trying and trying and trying to step up as a leader. Isn't it funny how quickly those people listen to Michael, who they literally just met? When it comes to, like, he says, hey, "Mr. Echo, will you help me build a stretcher?" Bernard, I need five sticks. Okay. They all instantly agree we're going to help Michael. Anna, I don't. We don't care what Anna Lucia thinks.
2: Yeah, you know, that's, I, I'm glad that you brought that up because that just made me think about the fact that Michael and Sawyer are very open about how they feel about each other. Like they don't particularly like each other, but they have each other's backs in the end. And that's something that Ana Lucia doesn't have. Ana Lucia, she doesn't like you. She says she wants to keep you alive. But if you're injured or you're weak, she is she's just going to straight up leave you behind, you know. Sawyer and Jen and Michael have proved that they may not understand each other they may not like each other they may think that you know that that the other one will leave them behind But in the end, when push comes to shove, they totally have each other's backs. And that's really apparent. And I would want to join that group as well. I would want to I would be like, yeah, how can I help? Clearly, you guys know what you're doing because there's still 40 something of you on the beach. Yeah. Well, it's it's even I'm glad you brought that up, too, because even right
3: before that moment with Michael building the stretcher and everything, there is a massive moment of huge mutual respect between Michael and Sawyer. Right. It's right before Sawyer is ready to pass out from the infection. He says to Michael, I would have left you behind. And Michael, knowing full well, that is a lie. Mm -hmm. says man don't say that don't do that because he knows sawyer is just telling him that so that he can move on right he's not telling him that because it's the truth he's he's telling something he's telling michael something that he thinks michael needs to hear so that he they will leave him behind he's willing in that moment i honestly believe sawyer is willing to sacrifice himself so that they can get home
2: yeah, you know what? I agree with you. And I'm willing to also say that Sawyer saying telling Jin that he was on his own to find Michael wasn't Sawyer not wanting to go after Michael. It was Sawyer realizing he wasn't going to make it and he was just going to be a hindrance on anybody that went to go look for Michael. I mean, he knew how hurt he was. So yeah. he needed to stay with, you know, the most people. I mean, he couldn't go and defend Michael. He couldn't go and, you know, climb, climb anything if he had to. So I, I think that that's a really good point that you just made that, you know, you look at Sawyer and you look at Michael and those two have and Jin and Michael, holy shit. I mean, all three of them have really come a long way. And for them to go through what they've gone through in the raft and the jungle and being in the pit and go and with Ana Lucia and Echo. I mean, at the end of it, those three have to be like the bro Migos, right? Yeah. I mean, what is going to cut them down? And at the end of this,
3: well, I think I think that trip, everything that happens to them on the raft, and you know, taking that trip together, and you know, being at sea together, you know, after the raft blows up, and be, as you mentioned, being in the cage, like everything. I think if none of that stuff had happened, I don't think these characters would be as, I don't think these characters would grow to become as strong as they are. Mm-hmm. I think this whole thing. I think it's. I think there's is a very obvious point too. But this is whole strengthened them incredibly. Not just their yeah. bond to one another, but just as characters has has strengthened them.
2: Hey, and Jin has learned a lot of English. He said water.
3: And I, you know what I find funny about that too is the fact that Jin goes up to Sawyer at one point and starts speaking Korean to him, <laughs> and Sawyer's like, "Yeah, I know. My arm's about to fall off." It's almost to the point where. It's reciprocal. I think these guys are starting to understand Korean a little bit,
2: or or it's just that he he knows that Jin is like a hundred percent worried yeah. about him. <laughs> yeah. And Jin Jin is just like, look, man, I don't know. I know that you can't understand me, but your arm it stinks yeah. and something's wrong with it. We need to do something about it. And, and Sawyer's just like, yeah, 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 I got it. Yeah. You know, it's like watching Jin and Michael make a raft for a season right like the two of them he's like and and michael's like yeah i got it okay put it together Jeez, you know (laughs) i just love it that these these three guys have learned how to communicate with each other have each other's backs just it's yeah i I like three of them a lot
3: yeah i do too i think they're i I like the term bro as you used
2: Thank you. I think Jack would have left Sawyer behind a long time
3: ago. <laughs> I, I'm not disagreeing with you on that at all. I honestly think he would have. Yeah. I think he would have tried to cut Sawyer's arm off with a hatch. <laughs> I, I, that's I, I agree with you because I, I think things would have been very different if Jack was on the raft with them.
2: I would have liked to have seen Rick Grimes played by, by uh, Matthew Fox. <laughs> I don't know why. All of a sudden, I just like when you say cut off his arm, I'm like, I wonder what, <laughs> how Matthew Fox would have played Rick Grimes. Could
3: you imagine <laughs> Andrew Lincoln playing Jack Shepard?
2: Oh, oh,
3: he wouldn't be sell- He wouldn't be screaming. Car- Carl, <laughs> Walt. I- <laughs> <laughs> screaming at some kid that's on there. Wouldn't matter. That was a horrible Andrew Lincoln, Rick Grimes impression, too. I'm sorry. I apologize. Coral. Coral girl. <laughs> I miss wrong, it. I wrong miss podcast. Andy Lincoln. Yeah. I do too. <laughs> uh, what about you? What's your, your next point? We might've touched on it a little bit already. So
2: yeah. So my number three was really just, um, on Lucia is a monster and you know, there's two, <laughs> I just say that in passing on Lucia is a monster. Well, you can, it's um, easy.
3: It rolls right it off the tongue. It
2: rolls right off the tongue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, there's, there's a few points where, where she's really terrible. You know, she yells at Echo when he comes back. And you could see that Echo, after being with these three guys for a few days, Echo is done with Anna Lucia. Like, he has put up with enough. That's it. No more Anna Lucia. Um, Because he doesn't really give in to her very much. You know, he makes the decision that they have to go into the jungle uh, to save Sawyer and that they, they won't be able to make it around the, the peninsula along the beach and on Lucia is just livid about this. She's losing control and she didn't have a lot to begin with, but I think that she knows that her reign is pretty much up at this yeah. point. And when they're in, I don't know the bamboo field, I guess, I don't know if it was a bamboo field. It looked like a cornfield. Um, When, when Sawyer goes down and they did that long shot Everybody's rushing to Sawyer, and Ana Lucia is just like has her hands on her head, and she's walking around in circles. Like I don't have time for this shit. And you can see the difference in Ana Lucia and the rest of the group at this point, and she still doesn't care.
3: Yeah, she's um, she, again. You 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 hit the nail on the head. She's kind of everybody's a <laughs> another point of abandonment. Any everybody's kind of abandoned her at this point.
2: Yeah. there you go another one good job buddy yeah thanks i have them occasionally (laughs) (laughs) um yeah but that's all i have is is just i was looking through my notes and really i i did say that i thought that she had lost her humanity i have that a couple of times in here also when she when michael says hey you know, you don't want to go through the jungle. You want us to be quiet. You want to boss us around. That's fine. But I, what happened? What happened to you people that, that, that you're yelling at us and that you're so willing to leave Sawyer behind? What has you so freaked out? So she says the first night they took three of us. Two weeks later, they took nine of us. Okay, well that equals 12. There's five of you left. I was told there was 23 of you. Where are the other five? There where are the other four people.
3: Yeah, there's something about her story that just doesn't add up. And, and yeah, I, I know we're going to get into more detail about that next week uh, mm-hmm. on next week's episode. But the other the other what is it? Other 48 days, I think it's called. Yeah. OK. Um. But yeah. And, but one and one of the other things, too, and this isn't one of my one of my points, but I, I wanted to bring this up is, you know, when it comes to that whole conversation about, you know, they took three of us, then they took nine of us she tends she leads into that And first off i was very surprised she was as open with michael as she was because she's been kind of not as revealing about everything with them she hasn't been as open with them as she has yeah, in that moment
2: she's done everything she can except say that's classified
3: yeah pretty much um you're on a need-to-know basis and you don't need to know <laughs> you don't need to know i love that line anytime i hear it in a movie It's so ridiculous, but I love it. Um, But she says at the end of that, you know, she turns to Michael and she's like, they're smart and they're animals. Well, you're really not that smart because if they were as smart as you claim them to be, you are making a lot of very obvious mistakes. Yeah, that's true. Like you are literally playing into their game, which leads me... To my third point.
2: Go for um, it.
3: And I want to talk about... Uh, we're kind of... It's kind of focusing more on the the end of the episode a little bit. I'm, I'm not going to mention the big thing that happens at the end of the episode. You, we can. Go for it if you want. It, it doesn't really want. matter. Um, but I want to talk about Shannon's visions of Walt. And, um, you know, we, we get... Uh, Shannon gets another vision of Walt at the beginning of the episode until she finally gets it at the end. It kind of bookends the episode. And we the last time she got the vision of Walt, we heard the whispers that Walt was saying. And we revealed last time that when you play them backwards, he actually is saying something. He's saying, don't push the button. The button is bad. I reversed it again. This time around, he's saying, uh, they're coming and they're close. Which you could only, I guess figure that's the other survivors or it could be the others it's it's a matter of interpretation but this is the a second show uh, funny i actually found a way to compare this to walking dead in that uh this is the second show that we're watching currently that have that has whispers because there are
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: there are currently whispers in the walking dead um, but I, I want to tie this into my whole point about Ana Lucia not being as smart as the others, claiming they're smart, but yet you're stupid. I have a theory, and I want to know what your opinion is on this.
2: I love theories, so shoot. We
3: by the end of the episode, we have that whole, uh, the whole moment of. And it's heartbreaking of Saeed saying, uh, you know, I'm never going to leave you. And then in moments later, it's her that leaves him unagainst, against not. I mean, against her will, she leaves him, obviously. But and this is a spoiler, obviously, because we don't it's not revealed what happens to Shannon, but we know, unfortunately, what happens. So there's that heartbreaking moment of that happening. And then there is the moment of right before that happens. They both see Walt, and I think that is because Saeed has admitted that he believes her, which maybe allows him to see Walt. Uh, That's a little confusing on that part because it's something that's never addressed again, and it's never kind of exactly revealed why she was able to see Walt in Visions because, again, they never really explore Walt. This is probably, I think this is probably close to the end of Walt's story. I think we only see him one more time this season. I I could be mistaken on that. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't. I think we see him again at the end of the season. And then he's kind of written off the series.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, at least he's written off in a good way. A good way, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and then we
3: do see him one more time before the series ends. And it's Mm -hmm. not until, I think, the, uh, the fifth season. I think mm-hmm. we see him one yeah. more time. Um, but again, I'm kind he's of... He's
2: a grown-up. He is.
3: God, he is. He's practically a grown man at that point. But mm-hmm. it's amazing what puberty does. Uh, but... Carl! <laughs> uh, I, <Girl>. I, here's, <laughs> here, here's my theory. <clears throat> Anna Lucia mentions in her whole speech that if you think one gun with one bullet is going to stop them, you're crazy. And we find out what happens to that one bullet in that one gun. I know. My theory is this. Right before that moment happens, the tailies hear the whispers, which causes them to run forward. Shannon and Saeed hear the whispers as well, which causes Shannon to run forward. Is there any chance that you you think the others purposely set that up they led them okay
2: i had the same thought
3: they led them to each other
2: yeah
3: okay that was my theory as well is that it was the the whispers led them led these two groups to each other knowing full well there would be there would be conflict yes okay i
2: will 100 percent agree with that
3: okay Mm -hmm. that was my theory that was my my next point and again it leads to you know to the fate of shannon which is rather unfortunate
2: yeah so. um i would i would definitely agree that 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 was orchestrated it, in fact earlier in the episode when shannon and Said were walking through the same little i don't know corn patch i don't know was it a bamboo forest it looked like a corn a cornfield but they were walking through the same cornfield so my guess is that they had narrowly missed each other in that field do, do you think they weren't
3: that close? I mean, because uh, I think there are other areas of that island that are just similar.
2: I think that it was a foreshadow that they were going to collide because those scenes were right next to each other. Um, so it showed uh, Sawyer collapsing and everybody helping him and Ana Lucia wanting to be quiet and panicking that they had to go. She probably heard Russell's or something like that, I'm sure. And then Sawyer and, or Saeed and Shannon. There's too many S names this episode. (laughs) Shannon and Saeed. And Cindy. Stop it. Oh,
3: the Cindy's a a C, but still.
2: (laughs) You stop it. (laughs) I'm already confused. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Okay. But then right after that scene, it goes directly to Shannon and Saeed. (laughs) Who are in a very similar looking uh, background. Okay. So, whether they were in the same one or not, I think that that was kind of an environmental foreshadowing that these two groups were going to merge together at some point.
3: Okay. All right. I could see that. I just, I didn't really take it as that way, only because I just figured there were just similar areas on the island. And especially because when we see Saeed and Shannon. Uh, Having their moment, it's raining, and the weather was different where the tailies were when they decided to run.
2: Right. No, I I totally get that, only because (laughs) I remember thinking, they don't meet in this corn patch. I I know that they don't meet in this corn patch because it was raining. Yeah. I remember it was raining when Shannon was shot. Where is the rain? (laughs) So you know but i always assume that i'm i'm remembering everything incorrectly which makes life really fun <laughs> everything's a surprise all the time
3: <laughs> uh. um so what about you what's your um your your second your number 2
2: um so my number 2 was charlie is a micromanager
3: okay my number 2 is charlie as well so i'll i'll let you go and then i'll touch on mine after you're done
2: so I love the way that they set up this entire C story. I wouldn't call it a B story. It was definitely the C story of of, of, the, uh, of the episode. So Charlie has taken it upon himself to be the father of Aaron because he feels... Now, we finally get the answer. It's not because he feels any love towards Claire that they're a family unit, like Claire seems to think. It's because he thinks that Claire cannot be a mother, which was Claire's biggest fear to begin with, which is why she wanted to get rid of Aaron when she was pregnant with him, which is why she was on the plane in the first place is because she didn't think that she could be a mom. She's proving that she could be a mom. She gave birth to this baby in the middle of the jungle. She fought for this baby when she thought when when the French woman took the baby. She was she had she was still healing from stitches and she was ready to go charging off in the jungle she has proved more than once that she is a mother and yet charlie is is basically believing her initial fear about herself and he's acting on it every day and making her feel terrible about herself then you know Locke kind of just teaches uh Claire how to swaddle Aaron and she gets to learn something about her baby and he doesn't demean her he doesn't insult her he just kind of talks to her like she's a a mom you know I mean mom and then she gets to say hey do you want to hold him and I'm sure that Locke knows how to hold a baby but she he lets her teach him how to hold her child which I think was, Incredible, I love these two. I think that they have some really touching moments together. And then Charlie comes and basically like pees all over the area and gets territorial <laughs> with, with Aaron and says, well, I'm going to take Aaron because you need to go for your walk and you can then Locke's like, well, that's great timing. Cause I gotta go. <laughs> but then, you know, later he taught, you know, when, when Locke approaches Charlie and they have their little talk, Locke doesn't outright say, I know you have the heroin doll, but he does give him that squinty that squinty side eye that he's so famous for when he's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're a recovering addict, huh? But the way that Charlie talks about Claire in this scene is really disappointing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like it. I know that this was a really bad episode for, for Charlie.
3: I, and I agree with you. And it actually kind of goes into my point for my number two. And there's... Ooh, dang it. I, I was I was kind of already annoyed with Charlie a little bit um, at him. And I, I kind of... I, I agree with everything that you're saying. But the one thing I kind of disagree with is that I really do think there are... I do agree with you that Charlie's kind of playing on Claire's guilt a little bit to... Uh, You know, and and being that way with Claire. But I do think there are feelings there. Uh, I I do think he does have legitimate feelings for Claire. And I I think it's a combination of the both. I think he does care about Claire and Aaron, but I think you're right. He is playing off of off of her guilt uh, in order to kind of work his way into that situation. Uh, but which is despicable it is I, i'm I, again I, I had a problem with charlie last week and i have a problem charlie with, with charlie this week too and the line that really did it for me is in that conversation that he is having with Locke. charlie says to Locke, she's got a lot to learn about being a mom uh who the hell are you you're not a parent at all like, You're a junkie. Ex- like yeah, exactly. So that
2: can't that that before this plane crash, he could couldn't not even take, take care of himself. Care of yourself. Yeah, yeah.
3: So who are you to say that she can't take care of Aaron and she doesn't know what it's like to be a mom? She is a mom. So like, and that that was a really great. I mean, I'm so thankful. I know things turned around with my feelings for Charlie. But yeah, this is a real, between last week and this week, this is a real downtime for Charlie. I'm really not a fan of this version of Charlie. And thankfully, it does turn around in the future. And Charlie is one of those characters that I absolutely adore in this series and Mm -hmm. is probably one of the saddest moments of the series for me when we find out what happens to Charlie. Um I, I, I literally have taken screen captures of that moment and made it my Facebook cover photo. And people were like, why? Why would you do that? I mean, <laughs> the, the not Penny's boat. I've had that as my, my Facebook cover photo. And people were like, why? Why? Why would you even do that?
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a weird one, dude. Yeah, I, I'm... I'm with your friends on this one.
3: <laughs> um. But I also think going into a little bit more of the, the lock and the side eye, which I love that you mentioned.
2: Squinty side uh, The eye.
3: squinty side eye. Yeah. I, I think he's kind of giving Charlie an out in that moment in that he's waiting to see if Charlie will admit to him that he has it. And, and it's not until later that when he realizes he's hiding it. Like, he already knows that he's hiding it. But I think in that moment, he's kind of giving Charlie the benefit of the doubt to tell him. Waiting to see what his reaction is going to be. uh, Before he just flat out calls him on it that I know it. That's just my opinion.
2: Okay. So. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. All right.
3: Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so my number two tied into your number two what what is your number one for the episode
2: we've already talked about it a little bit but it's just shannon getting shot by anna lucia stupid bitch that she is (laughs) (laughs) all right it was a heartbreaking moment that was just um it's if you're a lost fan and you've seen the series you know that that is one of those iconic moments. It's a live together, die alone moment. It's a not Penny's boat moment. Um, it's a, when Charlie says, where are we? Right. Shannon getting shot and dying in Said's arms as Ana Lucia and everybody else watches on. And then when you find out that this ties into a lot of Ana Lucia's backstory, this yeah. particular moment, it is, It doubles down on the tragic circumstances that this is. And it really makes you hate the others when you see that, like you said earlier, it seems it's been orchestrated this moment. Now, right now, if you are a first time watcher, you see that Shannon's been shot. You see that it's by this antagonist that we've grown to hate over the last few episodes. And all this does is fuel your hatred even more for this character, which, so I thought it was really smart that we, that our next episode goes to what happened to the tailies because we needed, you needed that episode to move forward with the story or else it, it, the story wasn't ever going to go anywhere. Yeah. It was just,
3: sorry, I don't mean to cut you off.
2: No, that's okay. I was just going to say, um, it was always going to be, I don't care what, what comes out of your mouth on Lucia, you shot Shannon and you're a bitch and we hate, and you, and you wanted to leave Sawyer to die.
3: Yeah. That's an interesting point. I didn't even really think of it that way until you just, you just brought that point up because I had mentioned earlier, like we have to wait as a viewer, you had to wait two weeks before you find out what happens in that moment because you're left in that moment of, okay, what, what is happening with like Shannon going to survive? Um, and such, and I think it's pretty clear. I think I think she dies in that moment. Um, yeah,
2: she. I mean, that was a lot of blood and a belly shot. I'm not even Jack could save that.
3: Yeah, I mean, and even if like they were able to get Shannon back in time, she would be gone bef- before Jack could do anything to save her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, we we get a there's a switch that is flipped in Saeed at that moment. Like yep. you can tell in that final moment, the anger on his face
2: the second love that he's lost
3: yeah and this was a much shorter well no actually i think the other one was a shorter love too
2: Said is not a man that loves easily
3: no and uh, it's and unfortunate i don't think he he will again at Mm-mm. that point yeah. um but you're right i think you're right i think that's a really good point it, it actually was really smart for them to put the other 48 days in between the cause and effect of this episode. Because you're right. Up until this moment, we have this hatred for Ana Lucia. They've built this dislike for Ana Lucia where we get that final moment of Ana Lucia shooting Shannon, and then we're left with okay wow, what the hell is going to happen next? I hope mm-hmm. bad things happen to Anna Lucia for doing this. <laughs> and then we find out this whole backstory, not just of Anna Lucia in her past, but everything she has gone through on the island in the other 48 days, to the point where by the time you return back to this moment, your opinions kind of changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you're right. I think that's a really smart. I didn't even really think of it that way. And maybe it you had
2: out. to humanize her. You had to because it, it, she's been played up as a villain, uh, at least the villain of the Tailies for a long time. I mean, even with her saying, "Oh, we lost, you know, all these people, and we've been through so much," as a viewer, you don't give a shit. You're still trying to leave Sawyer to die in the jungle, and you know the the writers have spent considerable time getting us to be won over by Sawyer and in this moment Sawyer is our hero he's a part of our hero group and so we don't know the tailies what we know is that they're led by this inhumane woman and now she's shot Shannon who has had her own redemptive arc who has finally found her her happiness on this island and and we love Saeed right so this woman has taken sawyer saeed and shannon and just turned all three of them up on their asses yeah
3: yeah so yeah and i so yeah i think i I think that was a really good point you made as to putting those two in between so
2: i assume your number one is
3: shannon uh it it is but it's not I kind of already talked about Shannon being shot. I talked about getting a different side of Shannon in her flashbacks. Um, my number one was actually my number four. I, I moved things around as we were talking. So it's okay. not, it's not nearly as important, <laughs> but it goes back to the beginning of the episode and kind of Said the romantic setting mm-hmm. up, setting up the tent for Shannon. Um, and there are two moments in this that made me chuckle. um, And really shined a different light on these characters. Saeed sets up this tent and, you know, kind of sedate, kind of secluded so that the two of them compete together. And Shannon throws out this cheesy line Does it have an inside? What? (laughs) That's the best you can come up with. I think
2: that that meant that was her way of saying, like, I want to have sex right now. Oh, I
3: know that's exactly what it meant. But. She would have been better off saying, oh, well, let's go get it on because it's not oh my God. <laughs> it's, the whole doesn't it have an it inside. I'm sorry to me just came across incredibly cheesy.
2: Oh, In- boo, I thought it was adorable. Now,
3: on that same note, further into that, uh, further into that moment when Shannon finds the gun on Saeed and takes the gun and and saeed says i'm sorry takes the gun off and she says do you have to carry it everywhere he says i only carry it because i have someone to protect mm. uh i'd i'd sleep with saeed in that moment
2: yeah like
3: that's a smooth motherfucker right there pardon my language
2: <laughs> like
3: yeah like that's that's a line you say
2: that, yeah, well, he's smooth operator. He's like twice her age, so he better have some game, man <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> so like that just it made me laugh like the cheesy line that Shannon throws out, and then he throws out that smooth ass line. I'm like, yep, like that's how you do it. like that's the you do know. you
2: know who Naveen Andrews is married to?
3: uh, I don't actually
2: Barbara Hershey.
3: I don't know who that is.
2: Did you ever see beaches? No, oh. She yep. was Bette Midler's best friend in Beaches. Oh, okay. She was in a whole bunch of other stuff too, um, but she is considerably older than Saeed, or than
3: oh, than yeah. <laughs> Saeed. Um, then, yes, uh, than
2: Saeed. <laughs> than Naveen Andrews. Than Naveen Andrews, yes. Uh huh. So it's interesting because I remember I was looking him up at some point in I think like my second watch of the show. Because I wanted to know what he was doing. There's a picture of him and Barbara Hershey. And I'm like, what is happening here? Because, you know, you think of Naveen Andrews with Shannon, with Maggie Grace. You're like, no, those two, those two obviously go better together. And then you see him with this like much older woman. And then you learn that he's actually a little older. And yeah, he was like twice her age.
3: I, well, I just looked her up. She, yeah, he's 50. She's 71. Yeah. Um, and they are no longer together. They have not been together for about a decade.
2: Okay, well, that yeah. shows you how long it's been since I've checked <laughs> up on Naveen Andrews. <laughs> but
3: yeah, but yeah, she's like 21 years older than he is. Yeah. So, but yeah, just that moment with with the lines, I was like, okay, I'm like, that's that's the way you do it. That's how you come mm-hmm. back and you do it. So, um, but yeah, so that's going to wrap it up for the points, uh, for the main points anyway. I'm sure we both have a couple other little side notes. Um anything on your end that you wanted to to bring up in addition to what we've already talked about?
2: Um, I like it that Mr. Echo is becoming a little bit more prominent. Um, you know, Mr. Echo was, a one of my faves when he was around in the show. And I just love any episode that has to do with him. And I love the line. It was kind of a throwaway line, but you get more about it next week when, uh, when Anna Lucia said, I liked you better when you weren't talking. (laughs) Yes.
3: Yeah. Which is, it's kind of intriguing because you're like, well, okay. Like, why was he not talking? And then you're right. We're going to find out more about that next week.
2: Mm -hmm. And I I liked, loved when Sawyer told Libby, why don't you talk to my shoulder and see if it looks better? (laughs)
3: I'm glad you brought up Sawyer because too like I uh, that's a I love that line too because that's that's, (laughs) it's hysterical and it's it really points out that like Libby in that moment is telling a huge lie that we're not going to find out until later
1: Mm -hmm. saying
3: that she was, you know, she was a doctor. Like, right, right, like a psychiatrist, and that's not the case at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but another moment that I loved of Sawyer this episode, uh, it, we know that at this point that Sawyer is great with the nicknames, but when uh, when he calls out Anna Lucia for being lost and he's like, All right, Ponce de Leon, like I <laughs> that's a fantastic nickname in that moment, <laughs> which I absolutely loved. It made me what laugh. did
2: he call Jin? He called Jin something this episode, Chewy.
3: too. Chewy, Chewy. yeah. Chewy. <laughs> called him Chewy. <laughs> Which
2: <laughs> Because because you can't understand Chewy. <laughs> yep, <Yeah>,
3: exactly. <laughs> so God. I, I really I'm working on it. I really hope we get Judge Holloway on the podcast. I'm I'm working Ugh. on it so bad. Especially after uh, we posted the video on the Facebook page, but yeah. the um the, the drop the mic episode with him Harold
2: See, seeing him just Suck at rapping.
3: <laughs> they have to slow the music down oh,
2: just so he so, can
3: rap in time.
2: So funny. He's so terrible. He's so bad at it. But whatever. But, but him, him Daniel
3: day Kim, and um, Harold Perrineau was just fantastic.
2: Yeah. I love it. I agree. Oh, and then there was Adam Rutherford and his accident is the same accident that Sarah was in. Sarah Shepard.
3: Yep. Yeah, because we actually...
2: They were at the same hospital.
3: Well, Jack is actually in the flashback. He's in. Did you not pick up on that?
2: Totally missed that. I was going to say, yay, no episode, uh, an episode without Jack, but he was in it.
3: Jack is in the flashback in the first, in the first moment. (laughs) I can't believe you missed it.
2: Oh, Kristen. In the,
3: in the first moment of Shannon, in the moment where Shannon and Sabrina are in the hospital and the doctor comes up to approach them. There is another doctor that walks past them in the hallway. It is Jack Shepard.
2: Oh, wow, I missed it. How I did was you miss so that? Because I was hating on Sabrina, man.
3: <laughs> I am I'm so shocked that you missed that.
2: Well, what are you going to do?
3: Um the other things I I really only have Maybe one.
2: I was looking down.
3: Maybe, could have been. Yeah, it's very quick. It's literally a second and that's it. I'm a
2: embarrassed um, of myself right
3: now. <laughs> as you should. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, the only other thing that I want to bring up uh, about this episode is, well, there's actually two. Um, in the flashback, when Shannon asks Boone, "Can I just stay with you in New York?" and Boone reveals that he got offered a job by his mom, do you yeah. think his mom did that intentionally? Yep. Yep. Okay yep I did too like hundred percent she intentionally offered him that job so that he would not be in New York for her to have a place to stay
2: well, yeah, because then he never would have come out to visit her because he would be with Shannon and that's who he really loved and she knew it
3: yeah uh the only real other...
2: insecure woman
3: oh my God, absolutely the only other point I have um is I am absolutely adoring the relationship that they are setting up between hurley and rose Mm -hmm. (laughs) We, we saw it already a little bit a couple episodes a couple episodes ago with them being in the hatch together and then we get that cute little moment with them hanging up laundry on a on a line and it there's not a lot that goes into it but this is like you can tell these are two characters that are finding comfort in one another
2: yeah why don't you want to go to the hatch? <laughs> Whip dryers in the hatch. I don't want to go to the hatch. I don't like the hatch. <laughs> Does it have anything
3: to do with the doomsday button? Like, it's just... <laughs> like, I love... And I don't, I really don't think there, we're going to get much more of it because there is, oh my God, a truly happy moment in two episodes. When we f- When we finally see Rose and Bernard reunited. Um, Yay! But it's, it's just nice that with... Rose being kind of on her own without Bernard and Hurley kind of being, I guess, a little secluded too, because Charlie's been spending a lot of time with, with Claire that these two characters, even if for a short period of time have kind of found a comfort in one another. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just been so nice to watch.
2: I agree. I agree. Um, I like the nice moments inside of all the tragedy.
3: Yeah. And Hurley is usually a good point with them. He's in a lot of them.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, because he's Hurley. Everybody, everybody loves Hugo.
3: Everybody loves Hurley or Hugo. Uh,
2: Any other points? uh, Just one more. Uh, I don't know if you caught the Dave Matthews Band song "Wasting Time." (laughs) I did. I thought that was great. It really set the tone of the kind of like the time period. (laughs) Because I don't know, there there was a time in high school where i listened to two bands exclusively and it was fish and dave matthews band if that tells you anything about me <laughs> um uh
3: Kristen, i have seen dave uh 27 times
2: yeah that's too many i've seen them like three it's, that was enough
3: it's not too many it's a different show every time
2: yeah that's like fish
3: <laughs> it's fish the same better. it's the same songs just in a different order and i'm gonna completely ignore the fact that you just said fish is better fish is better no they're not
0: Mm -hmm.
3: anybody want to be a new host for a lost podcast Uh i know just kidding
2: you would miss me (laughs) inside of 10 minutes
3: um you would get rid of me before i ever got rid of you
2: no never (laughs) never never you're my buddy you too uh yeah i think that's all i have yeah
3: me as well um so before we get into feedback, we only have two episodes left of Manifest. Uh, so you get this week and next week, Left of Manifest Minutes, hopefully a return of the series. I think the series is still in the bubble right now as to whether or not it's going to get a renewal. Hopefully, It'll get renewed. I, I hope so. I, I really do, because this week, uh, I was really into it. I'm not going to lie.
2: Uh, yeah, I really liked it. I, You know, I think Michaela was real stupid. In this episode. In what way? Well, I just think that she's a little too trusting of people. I mean, this guy was a murderer. And she basically told him how he could get out of, you know, going to jail. I mean, if he's an opportunist, he's a murderer, he's a criminal. Um, I, I just, the, the, the whole thing just reeked to me so you know it it just seemed to me that she was making like a a lot of like terrible decisions um I have a feeling we're we're going to learn some not so great stuff about Zeke um I I do too and I think
3: I think we've kind of already called it yeah
2: I think that that's going to be the major right I
3: think his mother is going to be the major Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and I think I think that's exactly what it's going to be, because we, we know that, you know, when the episode ends, he's ringing the doorbell to his mother's house.
2: It's a nice house.
3: It's a nice house in New York City. Um, he's been very um, uh, withholding as to who he is. Like, they don't even know his last name. And we see Jared kind of go off on his own by the end of, of finding out how by.
2: Yeah, but why were the cops there so quickly? i don't know who's watching that house
3: that's that's another good point didn't even think about that the fact that that's somebody who's high up so people are are watching that house but i think i think we've kind of already called it i think zeke's mom is going to be the major so
2: i was expecting uh griffin not to have the blood marker and for him to just be lying through his teeth but has but, has were been, you
3: expecting that to happen? But has it been revealed that he has it?
2: Yeah, Sanvi okay. said, San said that she had the blood work and that he has the same marker. She's in a dark place right now. Holy cow. Yeah.
3: And you know what's funny too is when we were talking last week about like him being in the, in the car for like 80 plus hours, um, it never crossed my mind that he was one of them. That thought never crossed my mind that he disappeared for that 80 hours. I don't know why it didn't, but I it, think it I said
2: that last week, didn't I? No.
3: I, I don't remember if you did or not. If you did, I apologize. And I just no, kind I, of.
2: I don't know. Maybe I did. I, maybe I didn't. Um, I, I thought that that was interesting that Sanvi did the fast math and that he was gone for 82 hours and eight minutes.
3: Yeah. Which makes me wonder. We know how the numbers play in for Michaela and the other survivors. It now ties into Griffin. Um, does it play into Zeke at all? Like, are those numbers hidden in his story anywhere? Because we haven't seen him yet if they are.
2: He was gone for a little over a year.
3: Yeah. But I, I don't know where the 828 would play into that.
2: Maybe his sister died August 28th.
3: Ooh, I'm going to have to go back and find out.
2: I don't know. I'm just spitballing.
3: You could be right. I, I don't Maybe remember. Maybe he was
2: born 828.
3: Maybe his birthday, yeah, it's August 28th. Or he was born at 828 in the morning or the after. I don't know.
2: On eight twenty eight. That's what I said. In the partners. year 828. Yeah. Then he's, God, he's really no, I'm old. just kidding. He's really He old. looks great. Exactly.
3: Um, you brought up a point last week about the van not looking like an armored car that they mentioned. Yep. I noticed that again, like this week. Like, okay, it, it's not an armored car for one. It says electronics on it.
2: But then we got the answer on it. God, I must have missed the... a bunch. They robbed the armored car and then they took the bags into the electrical van and then he shot his two.
3: I saw that part.
1: Yeah.
2: Associates and he got into the electrical van and drove away.
3: Wow.
1: I'm, leaving
2: yeah. the armored car behind, so they hit the armored car uh, as they were taking the cash from the bank out to the armored car. They uh, tasered the armored car guys, took the money, loaded up the electric electrical van and then griffin shot griffin shot the other two guys got into the car and left
3: okay all right i must have missed uh, maybe i was only half paying attention at the beginning of the episode when all of that hit so um a couple other things that i i I know i want to mention uh jared for starters um, could this guy be any more jealous of anybody else in Michaela's life My
2: at this gosh, point? I know. And I mean, it's just like, come on, man. She came back and you were married, married and trying to have a baby yeah. with her best friend. And she made a friend. She made a friend. And you're peeing all over her. Although I think he's going to be right. I do, too. Peeing.
3: I do. And too. that's what's
2: going to be infuriating.
3: Something's going to come back on Jared's fingerprints that he stole from the cup uh, in the garbage can, and he's going to end up being right. And it's it's yeah, you're right. It's going to be incredibly frustrating.
2: Or he doesn't exist.
3: Oh, Zeke Major
2: wiped him out or something like that.
3: His name might not even be Zeke.
2: Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Right.
3: Yeah. Could be stolen identity. Like the sister that died might not even be his sister.
2: What do you think Cal built?
3: You know, I was thinking about that too, because he built a dinosaur, uh, a dragon head. But dragons definitely 100% play into mythology, which they started exploring last week. Yes. So I don't, I'm almost 100% sure there's something more to that dragon head. Because, you mean the
2: dragons and the wolves.
3: Yeah, sorry. Well,
2: Game of Thrones. Oh,
3: that's right. On my mind.
2: <laughs> but <laughs> by
3: so and by the end of that episode, he's kind of in a trance, staring at it. Right. So I there is definitely something more than to what he built. I just have no idea what yet.
2: So, here are the symbols we've had so far. We've had a peacock. We've had Gemini. We've had a wolf, and now we have a dragon. So I don't know what any of that means.
1: <laughs> Me neither.
2: But that's what we have so far. <laughs> and I promise I am going to spend part of this weekend figuring out the connection with these four symbols. Cuz that's what I do. Okay. Um it's that's who I am and that's what I care about. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: the sad part is that I can't think of where that's from.
2: Tommy Boy, man. That's
3: right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd's character. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, man, it's going to be... There's only one episode left, and there's still a lot left to be answered about what's going on. There's more to the wolf, as we find out uh, by the end of the episode, that it led them to the bomb. But there's, I've, there's definitely something more to it i I think that bomb Mm -hmm. could basically just be a ruse like it's Mm -hmm. real but there's possibly more than one so yeah i don't know there's still a lot of questions i have about this series but uh i've gotten to the point now where it's kind of like lost Uh, i'm just along for the ride
2: yeah i like just unlocking my brain and just letting a story take me somewhere i think it's really fun to do that so, yeah, I'm with you. I'm along for the ride.
3: Yep. One episode left this Monday coming is the season finale. Hopefully
2: not the series finale. So, I think it'll be picked up for one more season. There's enough story that's been set up. You know, I I hope that they don't have as long of a break. They had a really long winter break.
3: Well, that's because it was a shorter season, too. There wasn't it wasn't a full season um in that it wasn't 22 episodes, it was only 16. So uh, they took a longer break so that they could stretch it out. But uh, it, if we get it again, it's probably not going to be back until September. So, which is fine, as long as we get more of it. Because I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm really into it. I'm, Me I'm, too. I'm, I'm really into it. And surprisingly, I didn't have one problem with Grace this week.
2: I hate that I love her. <laughs> i love that we're not seeing danny anymore though that's nice
3: me too yeah it's it's funny how uh, the hate and the love have reversed for grace and jared
2: i think that jared is i don't hate jared i just think that jared jared's marriage has gone in the pooper (laughs) and he'd like for it not to be for nothing I think that he does love Michaela. I think Michaela does love him. I think that they are going to find their way back to each other. But, you know, for right now, that's it's just timing. I don't know. I don't know if
3: they're going to find their way back to each other. I can actually see us losing Jared by the end of the season.
2: Did I call him Jake?
3: If you did, I didn't pick up on it.
2: Okay, good. I wrote down Jake.
3: Oh, no, I think you said Jared. It
2: is. No, it is Jared. Yeah. I I just was hoping that I didn't say Jake. Um, yeah, I I hope we don't. I hope we don't lose Jared, but we might. I, I could I could see it. I'm surprised that Jared and Grace are still alive, considering they know about the callings and people keep dying that know about the callings.
3: True. Well, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I'm gonna make a predict prediction for next week. A prediction? It is a prediction. Prediction. <laughs> um, I think we're gonna lose Jared, and I think it's gonna be at the hands of Zeke.
2: No. Yeah.
3: It's a prediction. I hope I'm wrong. But, I
2: hope you're wrong too.
3: Yeah, I I hope I'm wrong, but I think uh, I can kind of foresee that happening. So, but we'll see.
2: We're... I'm going to predict that Danny dies.
3: <laughs> Danny? I don't even think Danny's in the episode next week.
2: Well, that'll really ensure that he never comes
3: back. <laughs> It'll just be in passing. They'll just be talking like, oh, Grace will get a text message. Oh, by the way, Danny died. Anyway, what's wrong with Cal? <laughs> That
2: would be okay. It's sad to say, but that would be okay. okay
3: yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Let's jump into some listener feedback. And this week we do have uh, feedback from our friends, Des and Steve. Uh, Des actually sent us a, um, I should have had it pulled up before we started talking about it, but uh, he actually sent us two. He sent us a voicemail and he doesn't list what it's for. It's not. I don't know if it's for Manifest or if it's for Lost. I think it's for Lost uh, because he left us a note about Manifest. I believe.
2: Uh yeah. You want me to read it?
3: Yeah. If you have it pulled up, why don't you read that one? Okay.
2: Uh. So Des. Uh, Des Combs talks about Manifest and he says, great episode. More sure than ever, Grace is about to die. I'm so <laughs> glad we're a family again. Cue the funeral death march. <laughs> really starting to dislike Jared, too. Waiting for Zakayla to happen. Oh, that was cute, Des. He could show her how to trim eyebrows. Oh, totally. I. <laughs> yep. The one part I didn't like, which I know you're going to mention, that Fucking wolf. Come on. That made Rick's carnival deer look like a masterpiece of CGI. <laughs> That's then, a good point. Ben should have gone with glowing eyes and shadows if they couldn't have just done it better. Can't wait till next week's episode. And then Ben thumbs downed I did? did you, you thumbs downed that. Oh no, Descomb son. He thumbs down.
3: Oh, thank you. I was going to say, so I, I didn't thumbs didn't, down it.
2: I guess he didn't like, the
3: <laughs> <episode>. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? He's got a good point about that wolf. The CGI is kind of bad. Um, but it's not nearly as bad as, uh, Will Smith is the genie. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, <clears> There's <throat> a lot of
2: people like that are hating on that poor man. Uh,
3: yeah. I, um, I, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I don't like it. <laughs> no, sir. I don't like it. Uh, but yeah, so let's, um, on top of that, follow that up. And we got a voicemail from him on the episode of lost. And he does say, I forgot to mention, could they make Anna Lucia any less likable? Uh, which we kind of talked about a little bit as well.
2: Uh, at this point, no. Yeah. She's hit rock bottom. Yep.
3: And we'll find out more about that next week, but let's, uh, let's go ahead and play that voicemail from Des.
0: Hey, Kristen. Hey Ben. This is Dez calling about. The episode of Lost titled Abandoned. Um, this is a solid episode. It's not my favorite episode. Uh, the on island parts are really good. They lead into my, one of my favorite episodes. Uh, but Shannon, who I like Shannon, but the backstory episodes, backstory part of this episode wasn't that great. Uh, it kind of just seems like they're just trying to wrap up her story real quick and try to make you feel a little bit more. Empathetic towards her, which is fine, but it just done really quick and all and her mother, you know, she might as well have just changed Shannon's name to Cinderella. Um, and one last thing about Shannon, well, not the last thing, but close to it. Uh Shannon and Saeed's love shack. And come on, they've only been on the island for 48 days. They've only been interested in each other for a very short fraction of that, and now they're shacking up. Whatever. I mean, obviously, Saeed has no clue of what Shannon did to her, him on the uh, airport. Uh, Sawyer. Uh, Michael only cares about himself and his kid. Yep, that's the truth. If it doesn't inconvenience him too much, he'll help out. But it all comes down to him and Walt. And speaking of Walt, Ghost Walt, um, I never really understood for sure if the apparition that Shannon's seeing, if it's actually something that Walt is putting out there with his somewhat abilities, or if it's something the island's doing, like with with the smoke monster or whatever, like the island is making it happen. But the weird thing is, if it was just, you know, actually Walt, Was he just trying to be really polite until Saeed and Shannon got done and he left before showing up? Okay. And Charlie, back the fuck off. You're not the father. You know, leave Claire alone a little bit. Let her be a mother. Get over it. Okay. And I have to be honest. Okay. Libby does have a much better bedside manner than Jack who, if I'm not mistaken, we only saw in the flashback in this episode. Okay, well, I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about this, and especially the next episode, about 48 days. Talk to you guys later. Bye.
3: Oh, I love (laughs) Dez. Hey, Dez saw Jack in the flashback.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know. I I, I had to have been looking down to miss it. (laughs) Because I remember thinking, oh, yeah, Jack's, Jack's working on... On Sarah right now so I don't know what happened but I also like was way into the wicked stepmother uh storyline so yeah who knows I probably had tunnel vision I wonder how uh, does how angry are you then at this point in the podcast because I think that we've pretty much disagreed on every point that you just (laughs) (laughs) said I'll be interested to know uh, if you have thrown your podcast player right out the window,
3: if it's his phone, I hope not.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> me too.
3: So yeah, don't throw your podcast player at all. That I that, la- that would be I
2: like your vines, buddy.
3: <laughs> uh, we do have one more piece of feedback and that comes from our buddy, Steve Brown. So we'll play that now.
1: Hello, Ben and Christian. This is Steve and this is for abandoned and, uh, Hopefully this will be quick, but I've got quite a few notes because there's a lot of, a lot of good stuff in this episode. Uh, the Sawyer and Michael friendship is, is complicated, confusing and, and convoluted in my alliteration there. Um, I loved the, the line from Saeed when he says, I only carry it because I have someone to protect. I really like that. Uh, this is the only time really, if I remember correctly, that we see really a mistake, maybe not a mistake, but just a, a misstep by Saeed and his interaction with other people. He's normally so able to hold it together and just not believing her at the beginning. Uh, But of course, he turns that around at the end and we get the tragedy of that Uh, because I I remembered towards the end of the episode, watching it, rewatching it the first time, I I suddenly remembered how this episode ends and, uh, you know, kind of got the feels a little bit there because it's just so tragic. Um, I loved the Claire Charlie Locke triangle kind of soap opera dynamic moment we get there because it, give, it gave us a good breather for this episode that had this very intense uh, stuff going on, kind of like the Hurley-Rose interaction. You know, both those things kind of are outside of the plot that, that everything else is going on. But they kind of gave us that moment of, of to take a breath during the episode and did notice that Cindy you know, is with them at the ravine when they're lifting up Sawyer. And so it must have been she was at the back and she was at the bottom. Maybe that's when uh, the others took her. And uh, the only bad thing is we now have to wait through. uh, I mean, it's a good episode. The other 48 days, the next episode. But we have to wait through that episode before we get the resolution or partial resolution of what happens uh, at the end of this one. Talk to you later.
2: I love Steve. Steve always
3: sends us good <clears throat> great voicemails every week too i'm I'm still confused on the whole Cindy thing to be honest because again it's it's jumping way far ahead, but the next time we see Cindy, she's not with the others. I don't think
2: she's with the people at the temple I don't know to tell you the truth i I'm so sorry i I completely have forgotten where where she is. Maybe she's with Goodwin.
3: Well, Goodwin's dead.
2: Exactly.
3: (laughs) Well, Cindy's not dead. (laughs) Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm actually looking at it now. Um, Yeah, we don't see her again. She's abducted by the natives. She's not abducted by the others. Okay. So, well, you know what, though? That brings up a really good point. That I never really thought to consider, the people that we're seeing on the island in with the feet and the whispers, are not the others. They're the natives. That that's right. You're right. You're very right. I'd never put that together until now. This show is so cool. We're with the people that we're seeing in the feet on the on the ground, like with the kids, like that we saw and and such are not we in true form we have only seen the others once and that's with them on the boat well and and um ethan so we've only seen the others twice all these other people and the whisperers are the natives they're not the others crazy wow that's like kind of blowing my mind a little bit right now that i never put that together until now
2: that's fun. I love that. I love it that you get those little epiphanies along the way. Yeah. It's very fun.
3: Yeah. Um I uh, usually, you know what? I usually do the how you can leave us feedback before the feedback, but that's okay. We'll do it now. Uh, we encourage you guys to leave us feedback as well so we can listen to it and play it on the feedback and share or play it on the podcast and share it with all of you at the same time. And there are multiple ways that you can do that. First and foremost, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash lost revisited.
2: We are on Instagram at lost Revisited pod. You can say that with a yawn. I'm so sorry.
3: (laughs) You can email us at lostrevisitedpod at gmail.com.
2: And if you would like to leave a message, you can record yourself and send it to our email address, or you could messenger it to us, or you could DM us on Instagram. Instagram without the yawn.
3: (laughs) Uh, Last but not least, we encourage you to check out all of the other great podcasts, both on the Podcastica Network and uh, the Next Level Podcast Network, uh, Next Level, which is the network that I belong to, and Podcastica, which is the network that you belong to, and uh, you're getting closer and closer with with House Podcastica to finishing up your rewatch. And
2: we just recorded Battle of the Bastards last night.
3: So, how many more episodes do you have now until bef- before you're finished with the rewatch? Eight more. Eight more episodes. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So uh, yeah, I need to get. I need to get on it. I, I I need to watch. I need to rewatch at least the last season before.
2: Come along and ride on a fantastic voyage.
3: I actually really like that song. I do too. <laughs> um, and uh, also on the podcast again network, uh, Jason and Karen are back full swing with Walking Dead cast as Walking Dead came back this past weekend. Jason sure is. Was Karen not on it? I haven't listened to it yet.
2: No, he had a guest uh, this week. But yes, The Walking Dead is back. Strange Indeed is uh, back. And I am chugging along with House Podcastica. Uh, On your podcast, you have a new podcast that I actually kind of want to know about. So I think this is a good opportunity. Uh, What is the thoughts with t and b or whatever it's
3: called uh thoughts with t and b is a podcast put together by my friends tracy and Brittany, who uh are roommates out in la and they are basically it's uh pretty much just a podcast of them sharing experiences of you know uh living at a living out in la being con goers uh meeting the celebrities that they've met and um just you know they they're just basically going along just sharing life experiences um you know dealing with you know depression and things like that so it's just every week is just a different life experience that they're covering and it's been it's been really good yeah great so and that yeah that's another one i encourage people to uh to check out
2: see we can highlight a new podcast every week here at we have to go back lost revisited (laughs)
3: I'm very curious what listeners think we should cover when we're done with Lost. I mean, we still got a long way to go.
2: So, yeah, my friend Jill, she texted me the other day and she said, stop talking about what you're going to do next.
3: <laughs> Sorry.
2: She said you are in season two.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but it moves really fast. Like, I can't believe we're already in a season two. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. But she's right. We still have. It's, and we
2: love you, Jill. Very, it, very much.
3: It's going to be well over a year if not two before we're talking about the next show that we're going to do. Yeah. So. But I have a couple ideas. Cool. So. Um but yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of the podcast. Next week, as we talked about, the other 48 days, which is pretty much a flashback episode and it features I think just the tailies the entire time. I don't know if it I think it wraps up maybe
2: as I, I think it wrap, it ends with the same ending that abandoned ep, uh ends with
3: yeah i think when it gets to like maybe like the last 2 minutes of the episode yes. they do the quick recap of all the stuff that we know already and it mm-hmm. ends with Anna Lucia shooting shannon
2: from the other direction from yeah from yeah. the other side
3: um interesting note i just noticed this uh this episode aired back in 2005 it aired on my birthday in 2005
2: very nice. The
3: other 48 days did. So, Very nice. Um, but yeah. So any other final notes before we, we wrap up? No,
2: that's about it. There. Go watch Game of Thrones.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with that because I need to do that.
2: Even if you don't listen to House Podcast, go. Cut, pad, blah, ah. <laughs> oh my gosh. What just happened? I don't know.
3: <laughs> I have no idea.
2: I was going to say, even if you don't, listen to house podcast co which you should but even if you don't (laughs) watch game of thrones do it right now Agreed. best show on television it's the best show on television it's
3: in my top three
2: it's the best show on television i'll say it one more time no i'm not going to Valar margulis
3: (laughs) (laughs) it's in my top three uh but that's going to wrap it up for this week's show until next guys next oh god now you're making me do it
2: (laughs) good god
3: (laughs) until next time we'll see you further on down that rabbit hole take care
2: goobly guck. (laughs)